Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With HSE Midwest. For updated factual information, see hse.ie. By staying apart, we can save lives. Now, being confined to your home during this period of lockdown is challenging uh, for all of us. But what about those with children who have autism? How do you explain the disruption to their schedule? If you're sick and need to self-isolate, how do you explain uh, what uh, their parents might have to do uh, and be confined to a room of the house for a fortnight? Uh, And what about respite for parents or carers? Well, friend of the show, Eleanor McSherry and Keith Enright from Limerick Autism Group, both of whom are parents to children with autism, uh, join me on uh, the line to chat about this. And you're welcome and uh, good morning uh, to you. Um, Keith, this is really, really trying, isn't it? Because routine can be so important to a child with autism. That's correct, Joe. Um, The routine, I suppose, in uh, a child's um, day is probably the most important part. Now, I suppose we've been working with um, the University of Limerick and the HSE in relation to um, preparing a guide for parents. And that is one of the biggest um, parts of it is to try and continue in some form of routine. Because what we have found is that um, it's the main issue I certainly have at home um, because I'm self-isolating from work. Um, because I'm a healthcare worker, um, but trying to explain that then to the child, to Joey or Rebecca, is very difficult. And Keith, you know, when you say you're self-isolating because of work, what does that mean practically in your house? Well, I have to. Um, I've been self-isolating now for eight days um, due to different symptoms. So what I have to do is I'm staying in one room in the house, and the children have to stay in the other room. That must be really tough on all of you, yourself included. It is. And I think the the hardest part is trying to explain why you're doing it. Um, And I know that there is uh, quite a few different resources online that we have used. um, And we've used, done social stories and stuff like that to try and help um, the kids to understand why they need to do it. How are you feeling at the moment? I'm doing good now. I'm improving every day. Um, I haven't been tested. I wasn't put forward for testing um, by my GP, um, but I am doing, I am improving every day. Do you think you have COVID-19? I honestly, I don't know. And I wouldn't like to say that I do, but it was, we. I work in a healthcare setting and the advice was that if you have any of the symptoms that you need to self-isolate. And Keith, what symptoms did you have? Um, well, I had a cough, um, I had the uh, pains in my chest and difficulty breathing and stuff like that, um, but I didn't have a fever. Right, but but clearly enough yeah. to be concerned. Enough to know that I suppose the, with the people that I work with, I work with um, adults with autism and a few medical conditions, and it would be best to ensure that I don't spread it. And Keith, what would you say to listeners uh, this morning uh, about um, being prudent, being sensible, you know, the request from uh, the public health professionals, for example, not to go uh, away uh, at Easter time, which lots of our listeners would normally do? Yeah, that's correct. An awful lot of people will say would have um, holiday homes or mobile homes and stuff like that. This would be the first um, weekend that they would be heading off down to Ballybunion or La Hinch. And what my advice would be to 
do your best to stay at home. It's the only way that we're going to stop the spread of this. And, you know, the I suppose the difficulty is then with kids with autism is trying to keep their routine. They would have been used to going to school, um, coming home, doing their homework, uh, maybe having a little bit of respite, and they don't have that anymore. I mean, the last thing that anyone would want to do, God forbid, is to spread COVID-19 to those lovely holiday spots that they go to regularly. So, um, Keith, are the kids knocking on the door um, of the room or what? <laughs> they are, and I was actually just waving at one of them there to go, to go that they had to go out. Um, but generally what I'm doing is I'm wearing a mask around the children at all times to make sure that I don't spread it to them. Um, I like one of the biggest concerns is that one either Joey gets um, ends up getting it. It's going to be very difficult to explain to him why he is so sick. And if it was a case where he had to go to hospital or anything like that, the difficulty would be it would be trying to explain that like, Joey, you can't be moving around to to stay in this bed. So the, the prevention is better than the cure. Is the way we see it. Yeah, we're chatting to Keith Enright from Limerick Autism Group and friend of the Limerick Today show, Eleanor McSherry. Well, Eleanor, talk about a real-life example with us on the show this morning of uh, the difficulties around COVID-19. Oh, definitely, Joe. Um, and uh, Keith's best wishes because Keith and I know each other very well. Um, I've been hearing lots of stories in the last uh, about week of people with um, children with autism getting sick. Now, Keith is lucky he's um, in a, he's married, and and one of the other parents can take care of the children. But I've I've heard of cases where there's the only there's only one parent in the house, and in that situation, it's a nightmare, you know. And I had a parent who was crying on the phone to me the other night because there's nobody to care for the kids. She's the only one, and you know she felt alone, isolated, and in absolute despair because she had no family called her family don't live in Limerick so um, you know there unfortunately there's worst case scenarios um, I mean she had to basically they will uh, if you get on to the HSC they might take their children into respite for you and the parents of the country had a, their child taken into Laura Lynn um, while she got treatment but I mean th- th- what happens then you can't visit them so you're leaving somebody who's who's who sees the world very adversarial already, and then you're now taking them away from the only person that cares for them. It's it's just absolutely horrific. And how significant can disruption in general be, and especially around COVID nineteen, uh, for young people with autism, Eleanor? Well, it's to be honest with you, it depends on how your child deals with things. Every person with autism is an individual, so they, they deal with it very differently. My fella at the moment uh, loves gaming, so he, he thinks this is great. He doesn't have to leave the house. Now, getting him out of the house and this is all over, it's going to be a nightmare. But he gets up every day at the same time, like he would when he goes to his, his uh, adult centre. Um, but a, a lot of the parents have been uh, scheduling for their kids. So it's, it's very disruptive from the point of view. It depends on how your individual child deals with change of routine. Like uh, what I've been saying to my fella is, look, there's something bad happening. I, I haven't got into too much detail because I feel if the more information I give him, the more stressed out he's going to be. And being stuck in a house with somebody with autism who's completely stressed out when they're six, 
you might get away with it when they're 22, six foot tall and actually could tackle you. Um, yeah, no, it, it, it's not an ideal situation. Yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of people don't think about that when you talk about something like autism, that, you know, it's one thing dealing with it uh, when a child is young, but when they become an adult, it, it can yeah. be a totally different ballgame. Definitely. And and it's, it's the physicality of it. A physical, you're dealing with a man, do you know what I mean, who has all the physical attributes of a man, but doesn't understand half the time what you're telling them. And that, now he understands a huge amount, but he's he's not watching television. He's not watching the news. Um, when when the swine flu was here, we used to have to physically carry him into school because he wouldn't get out of the car. He was so terrified, and and it's not a normal like it's it's beyond reason terror. Do you know what I mean? It's, it, there was no explaining to him. He used to scream getting out of the car, um, and so that's why we're telling him. We're actually telling him as much as we think he needs to know at the moment, because to be honest with you, there's no point in stressing him out unless he absolutely has to. Yeah. And Keith Enright, what can Limerick Autism Group do at the moment to help your members? Well, at the moment, we're restricted on the amount of activities, obviously, that we can do. And we found that an awful lot of parents are contacting us saying, you know, can you help us? Can, you know, you give us some information and stuff like that? So what we have been doing is we've been working with the University of Limerick and AHSC and preparing a, a wellness and route um, a wellness uh, booklet with the HSC to for people with autism, and it kind of just goes over routine relaxation and preparation, and it just it, I suppose it reinforces that if we can try and keep some form of routine for um, the kids with autism, that we we make them out better, or we may be able to make it through it. Um, what we're finding is we're doing. Um, we're getting up in the morning. There, well, I suppose I'm not getting up in the morning. My wife is, <laughs> and um, she's doing schoolwork. She's doing a little bit of exercise. There's a couple of different resources on um, online uh, for kids with autism, and you have the um, the RT schools program. There's 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 quite a bit. It's just a matter of getting the information out to the parents, and that's what we found was very difficult. Now we're lucky in a way because we run an awful lot of our information services online already. Um, so we're kind of just re-promoting those and getting that information out to parents as well. Yeah, uh, and the information line, one eight hundred seventy one eighty eight sixty five. Keith? Yes, that's correct. Yeah. Okay, well look, Keith, we wish you well for a start. Uh, you, you feel like you're almost out the other side of it? Yeah, thank you, Joe. I do honestly feel like I'm definitely getting better. So another couple of days and I reckon I'll be back to full strength again. Good, but your advice to people would be avoid it if at all possible. Avoid it, especially, you know, if you have uh, young kids in the house, if you have um, elderly people, stay, try and do your best to stay at home. Do your few minutes of exercise every day if you can um, and just try and make it through it. All right, very good. Well, listen, thank you very much, Keith, uh, for telling us your own story, for the advice you're giving as well uh, to parents of children with autism in the house and indeed it applies more generally as well, doesn't it? Keith Enright from Limerick Autism Group and good friend of uh, the Limerick Today show, Eleanor McSherry, appreciate your time too. Call Limerick Today now on 461995.